Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. We are back from the closet. Uh, the last time you saw us in here, I think we were introduced in the summer. Now it is past Labor Day weekend. The beaches are closed. We're back in school, back to work. Ugh. Summer is over. Yeah. And if you can't tell by that sigh, I'm having feelings about it. Um, but we are here to recap our summers to let you all know how it went. See if what we talked about, when was that? June? Back in June? If June. one of those things uh, came true. So, uh, you know how we do before we get started. We're going to do our check-ins. So, Sasha, how you doing? Hi. Uh, I am in denial that the summer's ending. And uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, ooh, I don't know you. I don't even know what to say. I'm doing all right. I um, I'm dealing with a lot of shame and guilt right now, and naming it, and then relieve releasing it from my body because when I experience it, I have these like uh, physical reactions to it, and I literally want to hide away. And my body does this thing where it hides away, and I just figure this out, and that's where all my stress comes from. And, uh, oh, I'm feeling shame right now, even saying it. Uh, it's it's very strange. Uh, but I have to be okay with it, right? <laughs> so, and I have to be okay with me, or else I'm going to learn to love me, little Sashita, remember? So that's where I'm at. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I'm resting. I think I'm trying to just adjust to a new routine changes thinking about the future dealing with the present there's a lot of things happening at once and no structure or direction and I'm okay with it but I'm not so I think I'm still in this like place of ambiguity as like I'm adjusting to a lot of changes and thinking about how do I take care of myself I know I've been really tired lately like everything just it completely exhausts me. So I feel like I'm surviving um, right now. And that's okay. I feel good with that. That's okay to me. Um, I don't need to be thriving always. So I find that so interesting. And I and I really do think that this is appropriate for the, the end of summer, right? Uh, specifically this summer, 2021. Because in this summer, we've done this shift, right? Like, especially in New York, I can't speak for other places but there's a shift to especially for those who have been working remote of like working back on to whatever back in the office wherever your office is and seeing people and uh creating a new routine when you were in a routine that you knew you didn't like and now you're just trying to figure out like what do I like and it and I've been speaking to people and they all kind of feel like in this limbo so to speak 
and uh, it's just weird. Um, and then imagine dealing with your own shit on top of that. So I, I think that that's very appropriate for the end of summer recap, right? Yes, I agree. And I was even thinking about that for an episode about what is this, what does post-pandemic life look like when it, we're not really post-pandemic and we mm. survived a mental health crisis and people are reevaluating their work and what they want to do and everything's in transition and people are trying to find their place. I completely agree. What is life that's coming to mind? It's <laughs> uh, like about existential crisis. So all these things that we're talking about really do relate to this particular end of summer, right? Because this is our second summer while being in a whole ass pandemic. And it's super important to point that out because it's not just the feelings that come up with the end of summer. It's like, oh, year two on this pandemic. And it's not post pandemic, like Crystal said. So it's interesting because we started our summer with like all these hopes and expectations of how it was going to look. And this episode is to recap. And when I was thinking about it, it felt like we're just kind of looking back at the fantasy we had of the summer in our minds, which was influenced by our environment, which is also living in a pandemic, right? Like, so we had this fantasy, like, oh, we're vax, we're this, and like, everything's going to look different. And and now we're here to talk about the, the way it actually panned out, right? Like the reality versus the fantasy, which reminds me of um, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, when we are dealing with anxiety or because anxiety is like living in the past and the future, but not necessarily in the present. And we always have these expectations of like what the worst case scenario is going to be, which is what gives anxiety. Um, And then we compare it to the best case scenario. And then the reality is that we always end up somewhere in the middle. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Like what's the reality versus our fantasy Uh, and keeps coming to mind, like hashtag balance, right? Like how do we find balance amidst all this weirdness and, and our own, what we want versus what is. I can definitely agree with the whole piece about reality. I don't know that I feel like my expectations were a fantasy. They were very doable. I think I just I think, like, when I think back to my summer, I let myself down in terms of, like, not prioritizing what it is that I wanted in a way that would have been effective for me. So I feel like, I feel like for me, summer was, like, one big therapy check-in episode because, like, the way that I was, like, recapping things, I was, like, I want, you know, like, thinking back to the first episode, I was, like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And I did great things like I went hiking uh I went horseback riding I went on a great 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 adventure for my birthday thanks to Sasha so I think there were a lot of great things and I feel like there was also a lot of growth in there that I was expecting but wasn't expecting um so I think I'm coming to terms with what is I guess to to Sasha's point, the difference between fantasy versus reality versus how much agency do I have to create the life that I want. Um, So I think that there's a little bit of both um, kind of those things playing out at the same time. So I think that after reflecting on this summer, I realized that I have a lot of partnered friends or friends who aren't interested in the same things that I want to do. So I feel like I do need to be more mindful about, again, like, what is it that I want 
and how I can fulfill those needs. So I think that something that I, I noticed um, a lot with my friendships is that I have to accept them for what they are and not for what I want them to be. And I guess in that sense, um, coming into the reality. So to give an example of what I mean, let's say one of my friends wants to go fishing. I'm absolutely not going to go fucking fishing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not doing it, right? Um, but, and they have to accept that, right? Like, I don't want to go fishing. It's not my interest. I'm not doing it. I refuse. And they have to accept that. And um, and vice versa. It's someone else's right to refuse to do what I want to do. And But I think that it's okay to accept the fact that someone refuses what you want to do or the fact that you refuse to go fishing with someone. But then just find someone who does want to do the things you do. And that friend who wants to go fishing and is looking to fish with you even though you don't want to go, they should find their friends that enjoy fishing. And I think that was the lesson that I learned. Like, what are the things that I'm interested in and how do I create the community around those interests? Because I think I was having hopes for what I wanted and I was putting those things in the wrong people. And then I was feeling disappointed. And I don't think that it's fair to feel disappointed because those hopes were my own. Mm. No, I get what you're saying. Uh, and I can completely relate because, like, I, you know, we were talking about, like, Pretty Bitch Summer and Hot Girl Summer or Shot Girl Summer, whatever it is that you wanted to call it, right? <laughs> uh, I remember back in 2017, I felt exactly the same way you did. I was the only single friend. And I remember looking at all my friends. I'm like, yo, all these bitches have, like, their boyfriends. And they didn't want, and, and on top of everything, like, I was still working at a bar. I, my life was completely different. I was a year out of grad school. I was adjusting to like different things. And I remember just kind of saying yes to everything that came my way. I, and I, and this is going to sound so bad. I don't speak to these people anymore. Some of them are still nice. We still check in, but like, yo, like I would meet someone new, uh, like a girl, especially, especially girls. Like I remember meeting this one chick, super cool. Yo, she was down to do anything and she would hit me up all the time. Ne like that wasn't me like for like at that but it was what I needed at that time so I remember I would be like okay cool you know and I was so willing to do it and I had a good time and it, it fulfilled its need at that moment so I completely understand where you're coming from because my friends not to say that they are bad or good or like they're, they're very good but like you know what I mean I'm not placing value on them for that but I recognize exactly. that like shit yeah like I need this I'm going to find a way to get it and then that also brings up, like, how do you, I don't want to say use, but utilize people without feeling like I got to be their best friend now. I have to have this connection that I have with other people. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, like, it's weird because I remember thinking, like, oh, I have to go now, right? Because now I owe them something. And it's like, I don't owe you shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, and not in a bad yeah. way, but none of us owed each other anything. We just spent time together. No, I agree. And I think, like, for some of the things that I am interested in doing, um, I don't... <laughs> Because I don't feel the need to be connected in that way. like. But that makes sense. Because I feel like, you know, what if just like I was having these hopes for my friends, like the ones that are partnered and like, you know, like don't want to do single shit. What if someone else does the same to me and then feels mm. um, disappointed? I guess like just being upfront with your expectations for yourself and then making sure that others know what those expectations are. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a real thing. All right. So... Let's talk about the summer. What happened? <laughs> or what didn't happen? Yeah, so I feel like 
therapy impacted my summer big time because I think that uh, I had to rely on therapy a lot this summer to help get me through some very difficult times. So two of the things that I embarked on this summer, which maybe the summer wasn't the best for one of these things, but I was trying to find a new job. So I was job searching and I was dating. Funny enough, as I was getting into both of these things, I realized that both dating and careers are very, like searching for a job is a very parallel process, right? So like when you think about your resume for your job, it's almost like your dating profile. And then when you're applying Mm. for jobs, it's like when you're swiping or liking whatever the hell depending on the app that you're on uh when you're going on interviews it's like matching you're getting to know the person see if they're a good fit right see if you're a good fit for that job and then if you don't get an offer you know for that particular job it's like all right well I'm not going to move forward with dating this particular person or if you accept an offer for a job right like you're committing to a particular person so I think that as I was kind of embarking on both of these things I realized that they're very similar. Um, and it brought up a lot of the same feelings because I was like, okay, like I need to be patient with the process. I'm not going to find a job overnight. I'm not going to find a person that I feel comfortable dating or is compatible with me overnight. Both are really a numbers game, so to speak, depending on the situation. And you, you have to make sure when it's something where it comes down to like a little bit of effort and luck, right? That you don't necessarily take things personal um, because something might not work out and it probably doesn't have to do anything with you, but we tend to internalize those types of things, or at least I do. I realized Mm -hmm. like I needed to become more confident in what I was bringing to the table in both areas and be very mindful to not change myself to fit the mold of what I want this job to think of me or what I want this person to think of me, but rather just be myself and whoever sees the value in that sees the value in that. Uh, Both were very time consuming and took up a lot of emotional energy for me. So I had to kind of like go back and forth a lot. Um, Like I was like, if I'm dating, I'm dating. If I'm job searching, I'm job searching. Like I can't do both. Like you're asking for too much. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things where both dating and career take up a lot of time and space. So you just have to be mindful to not get swept up in it. Um, And I realized just like you have to make sure your self-worth is not tied up in it because that shit blew up in my face at one point this summer. (laughs) And it's so interesting because that's what I was. I actually think that that's what I was speaking about with regards to reality versus fantasy. Right. Because there's nothing wrong with the goals that we set out for ourselves. Right. And I talk to people about this all the time. I talk to my clients. I talk to the people that I work with. And I always talk about goals and how we set goals and what that actually looks like. Right. Like we set a goal and then what's the action plan for that goal. Right. Like we can have the best action plan. We can it can be like solid. But then I also speak about recognizing where we're at in our feelings, because I think that this is where the reality versus the fantasy kind of plays out. Because we have an idea of what it's going to look like, right? Because you, we are all deserving of having um, whatever it is that we want, right? Or wanting what we want. And then we have all these other things that come along with us, right? Like our baggage. And that's the reality. That's the reality that's going to trip you up or, or like make you or help you realize like, fuck, I, I, how, how do I get this? Oh, shit. It's 
it's about my self-worth. Oh my God, now I have to take a step back. Do I have the energy to do the other things, right? And like, this is why feelings are so important because it, it really plays a role in how you're going to live your everyday life, right? Like, and, and so acknowledging the feelings and acknowledging what you want and trying to piece them together, like it's always going to be difficult and it's always kind of like, and that's what I was referring to with regards to like reality versus fantasy, and it's not that it's a fantasy, like you're in La La Land that you want these things. It's more like we I, we expect it to look a certain way. And that's the ideal world we want to be in. And then it's like, oh, fuck you, reality. Fuck you, sense of self-worth. Fuck you. Like, I didn't know I had no self-esteem. Now I have to work with this. And it's so frustrating um, and could be really disappointing, too. So it's just it's and that's to me is like, ugh. So it's it's annoying, but then it's why I do this work. So Yeah. I think for me, I guess the fantasy like when I think of fantasy, I think of I guess like like what you're saying, like like a Disney movie, like this is a fantasy, like the prince is gonna um, come save me at the end. Versus like I guess what like having like unrealistic expectations. So maybe it's just the language use that I'm like confusing. Because I think yeah. like having unrealistic expectations of like I, and I think we do that all the time because I was like, I'm gonna get a job by this date. Mm-hmm. So like, yep. <laughs> so that was my unrealistic <laughs> yeah. like expectation. Like, psych bitch, yeah, right. Yeah. Like you thought this was gonna be what happened on this day, and that day came, yep. and that's not what happened. <laughs> but you know what's so, funny? Because yeah. I think we, <laughs> yeah, but we all engage in that. Like, look, it's like. We no, all did. of course, absolutely. Yo, think about when the pandemic started. We were like, oh, two weeks, we'll be back to work. And now we're on our oh second summer. Gosh. And we're like, oh, it'll get better. And now the Delta variant is like, oh, okay, maybe not. Yo, the Delta variant <laughs> said, fuck your summer plans. Delta came in Yo. and was like, fuck you. <laughs> so it's interesting to me. Like, I, I look at my summer plans. And um, guess what? I, I Just a quick recap. For the most part, yo, I wanted to deal with my feelings because I knew. And this the only reason I knew that I had to deal with my feelings is because I had gone through a breakup and like I moved and I knew I was in transition. And like there's a knowledge in me that as a therapist and as somebody who's gone through these transitions before that I was like, all right, I'm going to need to just kind of like tend to my feelings. And most of those feelings were my anxiety. And guess what? They're still there. I know more about my anxiety. I know more about how it comes up. Uh, you reference back to my check-in it has a lot to do with my sense of shame which turns into guilt which then turns into expectations of myself which then turns into me thinking people have expectations of me and then when I can't meet those expectations because it all starts from my sense of shame I literally want to hide away and like yo like I have been I've been hiding away Uh and I knew I was gonna do this Aside from one thing, and I'll let y'all know what it is, um, my summer looked basically exactly, it looked underwhelming um, because that's how I presented it at first. Because, And it, it wasn't underwhelming. It was good. It, I did a lot of good work. I thought I was going to be super, super single, and that ended up surprising me, and I'm not. Uh, so I am one of those friends that Crystal is talking about that is partnered up. And uh, which also brought up, it's still bringing up a lot of feelings and not, and not in a bad way. It's just, you know, like when you're not fully done addressing the past and like kind of like keeping room for the and you're keeping room for the things that happened before. When you bring new stuff in, it's going to feel cluttered. 
you're going to feel overwhelmed. It's like, oh, shit, I'm never going to get this room fixed. I'm never going to get this house cleaned. I'm sure a lot of uh, Latinx folks can relate to that. But uh, yeah, it's just it's been hard. It's been more actually my summer has been more difficult than I anticipated it to be. I can relate to um, the summer not being what I wanted it to be. So uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I wanted to find a new job. And in the process of trying to find a new job, I found out that my self-worth was very much entangled in what I do um, in terms of my career. And that was a part of my identity that was, I guess, a little more interconnected than I had thought. Um, I'm not surprised by it. It's like, it's one of those things where, you know how they're saying, like, I'm shocked, but not surprised. Like, I was shocked to experience it. But then when I really think about it, I'm like, actually, I'm not surprised. Like, this kind of, like, it all lines up, like, pretty in a way that makes sense. That should be, that should be the the theme of the summer. Shocked, but not surprised. Um, So, yeah. So, I don't want to get too much into the details. There was a lot of my self-worth riding on uh, what I produce and my title and money and moving on to the next step and being someone who had status and importance um, in their job, like in their job and in their job titles and someone who uh, brings something to the table. Because if I don't bring something to the table, then what's my place? And I think it's a tricky line because at work, you want to be effective at what you do. You don't want to be dead weight on any team or for any job. But if all that you are is tied up into that, um, that could be detrimental. So there was this one position, this one job that really, it felt like someone looked at my resume and was like, we're going to create this job for Crystal. And I applied to that job. I put in a lot of effort. I even asked Sasha to help me with part of it. Like I had asked her to tell me, um, work out my thoughts in regards to a presentation that I had to do for the interview. And I didn't get offered the position. The caveat was I didn't get offered the particular position that I interviewed for, but I was offered another position in that same office within that same team. Uh, long story short, I declined uh, the other position. But what happened when I found out that I didn't get the original job that I had interviewed for, I got so caught up and I didn't get that job that it didn't matter to me that they had offered me another position because I had put everything into like this is a job I'm qualified for it and I was like if they didn't choose me they must have thought that I wasn't good enough for that for that job and I think that um that was where I discovered it was like well they offered you a whole other job like they liked you enough to offer you a different position but the fact that I felt like oh someone beat me right like that's the mentality that I had someone else got this job someone beat me that means that they're better than me like just completely um, through, like if I was standing on two feet, someone definitely locked me to the ground. So have you ever seen Dirty Dancing? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how it's Baby goes into the summer? Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna recap because mm-hmm. I love that movie. You know how Baby comes into the <laughs> summer and she's like gonna go to college and she's gonna be everything her daddy wants her to be and she's this good girl and everyone calls her Baby and yeah, psych is right. She'd be she'd be up in Johnny's room without telling anybody. <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> so I um I love that movie. So, but what I like most about the movie is that it, I I think it, it speaks to you know the idea of life. Like life happens when you're making plans or when you think something else is gonna go down, right? And she learned so much about herself in the movie and who she really is and who she wants to be. And I feel like that's what we're recapping on. Like, and, and I think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, right? Like when you recap on like lessons learned, because every time you go through some kind of process, there's something to be learned, uh, even if it's a uh, yeah. shot girl summer. Right. Um, but, you know, I also do want to speak to the things that I had put out there that I said I was going to do. And I did. Right. Like and that's that was the whole point of uh, Pretty Bitch Summer, because it was whatever it was that you wanted to do that made your heart feel full, right? It made you feel fulfilled. So like, I remember talking about literally exploring my neighborhood, riding my bike, right? So there was this one instance and and, and I'm proud of it. And I hope that other people can kind of look back at their summer and start to notice things that they've done that made them proud, right? Like not necessarily um, just fulfilling what they said they wanted to do, but like, how did it feel, right? Like, cause that's the whole point. Like if you don't feel good about it, then you're not going to be able to, to kind of internalize it in a positive way. Um, and we all deserve a positive idea of ourselves. And I really, I sound like all hippy dippy. This is not, I mean, it is what I feel. Look at shame coming up. Um, okay. So I actually wanted to ride my bike and that's actually the whole point of why I moved to Brooklyn. I, I, I envisioned myself just kind of like riding my bike around the neighborhood, feeling the air. And it's the silliest, it's not silly it's the sim- the most simplistic thing but i actually got to do that this summer i would wake up like at seven in the morning and i just ride my bike and it got to a point where i knew where i was going like i didn't have to pull out my 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 phone and yo that did so much for me it scared the shit out of me at first and i'm still scared of like who i am and this new me and and how it's integrated with the old me it's still things that i'm learning but like yo just that the fact that I said I wanted to do something and then I went out and I did it, like I own a helmet now. That's not weird. Like I never, <laughs> I hated helmets before. I was like, no, my hair. Um, <laughs> and for me, that's just like huge. Like to me, like when I think back, like I must have done it like six, seven times. Right. But even in those six, seven times, I feel good about myself. And like that made my summer. It was little things like that that made my summer. Well, first of all, I'm glad that you got to explore Brooklyn and know where you were going without a map because, you know, Brooklyn, that's where it's fucking at. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. So I'm glad that you had that. I will say um, as tough as dating was this summer, um, I will say that was uh, something that I wasn't successful at but I did learn and grow from a lot so I actually really appreciated um dating this summer and I didn't go on a lot of dates I went on maybe like five or six dates uh which is considering three whole months was not a lot of dating I like even with dealing with like the good experiences I had some really good dates I had a couple of bad ones uh in there not too many though thank goodness you know I was able to kind of 
further separate my sense of self. So like how I mentioned earlier, that career and dating was something that was interconnected. It was so weird because dating was one of those things that kind of helped me separate my sense of self. And I'm not saying that I fully have separated my sense of self outside of dating and career, but it was definitely one of those things that helped me to uh, parse that apart. A lot of those, a lot of that happened because of thought records. So I've been doing the thought records, which if you go back to our first, first therapy check-in episode, you'll hear more about what those thought records are. Definitely kind of was able to separate like my feelings from my thoughts, from what's true, from what's not true. Um, and because there's such parallel processes, I was able to make that separation. And I think I just kind of like felt all of the emotions. Like I had to really fall very deep into the shame of like my ego and my sense of self being shattered. Um, so even though it was very painful, it was actually really good. And I think that's one thing that I really did love about the summer that I went through some difficult times, like emotionally, but I think for the first time I felt like, wow, this is amazing growth. And like, even though I felt shitty in terms of my emotions, I felt like rejuvenated to keep moving forward. And that's all that matters. Two things that I did learn about how not to take things personal is that, especially with dating apps specifically, is that people are going to behave the way that they do. And it literally is not about me. Like, I think that's the one thing I realized, just like how my behavior is not necessarily influenced by the guys that I date. Um, And I think that when it comes to dating apps, it's really a lot about like the culture of dating. And we did the online dating episode where it's like, well, like this is how people navigate dating and you can't always take it personally. It sucks. You can have your feelings about it. Absolutely. It's tough to be out here. Um, So I'm not saying that if you feel discouraged or anything, that that's a bad thing, but know that it's not a personal thing. It's not a matter of your value because I think that that's where we get caught up like it could be one of those things where it's like okay like I feel frustrated I wish this was easier that's valid but to think like something's wrong with you because this process is not going the way that you expected that's where the line gets really blurry and I think that as I kind of had to slowly and am still working on rebuilding like my ego and sense of self. Um, I think that I did find confidence in some of the areas of myself that I really like. So like the ways that I'm like funny and playful and the way that I present as a kind person, like I started to really own those things and make sure that that's something that I feel good and confident in. And I think that as you slowly like integrate all of those pieces of yourself, your confidence begins to build. And that's what I was experiencing this summer. I mean, me being me, I love that. <laughs> I do. Like, I find that so valuable. And and I also want to be true to you and validate what it is that you also need right now in the moment, right? I um, So I'm just going to leave it there because sometimes I can be very pushy. Um, and I understand that. But I love that for you. I do. I do. Thumbs up. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's interesting because you were speaking about dating and what that brought up for you. And it hit me. I told myself I was going to date myself this summer. And I set this expectation and it didn't hit me until now. So here I am analyzing my own self. So I'm doing it to me this time. Mm-hmm. I think there's a level of shame that came with 
actually uh, beginning to be with somebody this summer. Like I had this expectation of myself of like, no, Sasha, you're going to be alone. You literally just went through a breakup. You know, you had a three year relationship. And like I had these building blocks in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to talk to anybody. And I think there was a lot of fear. And there's still a lot of fear that comes up now mm-hmm. in dating this person yeah, and being with them. Yeah. And yo, you just helped me realize, Crystal, without you recognizing I have shame for not reaching that goal. Like, there's a level of shame that um, I kind of feel dumb. I feel like, oh, girl, you haven't even finished resolving the other issues. Not to say that the person's long gone. I'm talking about the residual shit of, like, how you feel like you you fucked up or, like, how, you know, little things like that. Like, it's, it's my stuff. It's my shit that I'm talking about. It's not that person. And, uh, yo, like, it's crazy. Like, I, 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 it took me a long time to even say that, like, oh... I'm dating somebody um, and they deserve so much more credit because they're, they're really good. Uh, and I'm, I'm like grappling with that. I'm trying to figure out like how Sasha, you said you were going to be single and it's like, who cares? There's no way to do it. Like, and I think that that was probably the hardest thing that I had to face this summer. Uh, this expectation of myself that I didn't meet, which is so mean. If you really think about like, bitch, you have to be alone and now you're not alone. And now I'm like, Oh, you're you fucked up because you're not alone. Like, oh my god, <laughs> this is all tied to like sense of worth and like what I think I deserve and shame and so that's what I've been dealing with this summer. Uh, so thank you for helping me realize that. So some of the things that I did uh, learn about myself or just overall lessons learned uh, from this summer is um, I did, like I said, I did get to know and accept different parts of myself. I'm realizing now that I really love nature. Um, I feel the most at home and the most centered and the more grounded, calm, at peace when I'm somewhere that is related to nature. Um, Semi-close to water. Um, even though I don't like to go in the water, but there's something about the water that feels very nice. Um, even if I don't want to be in it. Um, so yeah, so definitely being outside, it's like, so going to the beach, I went to the park. Um, I did some hiking. There's something about it that feels right to me. And I feel like that's something that I'm moving forward, want to make sure that I integrate into my life, um, a lot more. Uh, cause I think that it's one of those things where I, I need it. I need it in order to feel good. So that's interesting because I think that um, a big goal of mine was to kind of like learn more about myself and the things that I want to keep versus the things that I've put on myself from expectations of others. And there are a couple of things that came out of it, right? Like um, I enjoy being girly. I enjoy doing my hair. I enjoy making my like, you know, like looking a certain way. Um, I'm really loving my blonde hair. Don't think I'll ever go back. And that's also weird to me, too, because, like, I never dyed my hair until I was 30. Um, and, like, there's so many things that I thought that I enjoyed. And, like, I'm I'm keeping some of them because now they're just more true to me. Like, finding out, like, yeah, I really do feel good when I do my nails. and and Or, like, how do I feel sexy versus what are the expectations on me to that make me think that I'm sexy this way? Right. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, my God. I'm so tripped up saying that, but you're, you're nodding your head. So I think I'm saying it right. Um, but it's, it's, it's been that, right. Like figuring out the little, the little things about our lives and like our, our first world problem lives, uh, because we, we do have the, 
No, we do. We have the ability to say that these are the things that run our minds, right? Like if you think about what's happening in the world now, yo, there are people who would listen to this podcast and be like, the fuck y'all is talking about? You have no fucking problems, right? Uh, Just acknowledging that Uh too. Um, But what is it that I actually enjoy and how am I going to allow myself to have those things? as well as know that this is a part of me versus what it's what other people are expecting of me. And, it, and, it, and for me, it, it relates to what you said about finding out what you like, because I, I, I love the fact that you found out you like nature because no offense to you, Crystal, you don't look like a nature person, but I think it's great that you know that that's you, like, I see you as the girl who's like, no, get the bugs away. Right. Like that's, that's my image of you. But like, if you like it, like that's super dope. Like I love that for you. And that's the part that I, I, that I'm referring to, like what you like and what no one else is going to take away from you. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to wear some bug spray, but um, yeah. I don't mind being outside. A bougie, <laughs> but I still like nature. So yeah, I think that kind of like segues, I guess, into the next thing that, um, that I kind of like learned is that I'm starting to acknowledge and respect new parts of myself. So similarly to like, you acknowledging like this is what makes me feel sexy as opposed to what I society is telling me um is that definition of that so um I'm starting to realize there's the mental health professional in me the friend the chick who likes nature and wants to go out hiking and ride horses and the part of me who wants to dress up and drop it down low okay because don't don't get it twisted (laughs) I might be outside during the day but I'm inside at night I'm just kidding um There's a girl who's like completely lost and has no idea who she is um, or what she wants. And there's the part of me that's like on my growth journey and I feel like I'm being messy, but that's okay. So I think that there's all of these different aspects of myself that I think didn't feel like they kind of like came together like similarly to like how you said Sasha we're like oh like I didn't you didn't seem like the type to like nature and I think like there's you know that similar to how you said this is a definition of sexy I think like okay like if I want if I want to be the girl who can drop it down low at the club then I can't be outside like sitting on the grass you know like thanking earth for what the fuck it is and for what it provides us you know so I think like all of those pieces I think I'm discovering still a lot of new aspects of who I am but also um exploring acknowledging and working towards integrating those pieces still a lot of work but I'm happy to be where I'm at in that regard Yeah. And another thing that I also realized in acknowledging the different parts of myself was also to accept people for who they are and for what they can give to a relationship to the extent where they don't cross your boundaries and there is equity in the relationship. Like, I don't want you to be in a relationship where you're giving, 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 and you're not receiving. So I just want to be clear that that's not what I'm saying. Um, But to kind of bring it back to my point from the beginning of the episode, we need different people for different things. Um, And one person isn't going to fulfill all of the aspects of me that I literally just finished mentioning. (laughs) And that's okay. And I think that, um, you know, like even when we enter into romantic relationships or friendships we expect that person to like and be all of the things that we need Mm. for them we need for ourselves 
right? Instead of accepting them for, for who they are. So um, I think like in trying to integrate all parts of myself, I have to recognize that I also have to internalize all of the aspects of my friends and who they are and what they bring to the table. Hmm. It's interesting, right? Because uh, I think I learned that lesson a little too well in my life. And um, I'm currently in the process of trying to figure out, like, is it okay to be dependent? And this new term of interdependence is coming up, right? Like, I know how to be independent as fuck, which is why I isolate and I hide away because it's easier to do things by myself than include other people. And, you know, like, it gets really messy for me. But there's this idea of myself that I have to do everything alone. And it's like, it's and I... It's hard because even thinking about you, it's like, how do I show up? And and this is God's honest truth. How do I show up as your friend, Crystal, knowing that you're independent, knowing that you want a certain kind of dependence, like, you know, like validate that, knowing that I may may not want to do that. But how do we stay interdependent? Right. Like how do Yeah, it's it's hard. (laughs) So that's it's it's something I'm working on. Yeah, and I think it's it's about balance, and I, I think I'm still learning what that is. I think that, for me, my first step was, like, well, you need to understand that mm. you just have to, like, accept people for, for who they are. I think that's step number one. Like, if you can accept people for who they are, then you can see them for who they are, and then you can learn, like, what is their role in your life and what's your role in theirs and go from there. That's just my theory, I guess. <laughs> I mean, better better than what I got going on. Because right now I'm like, no, you have to do everything by yourself. That's that's the mindset I'm in. Yeah, I think my next step is asking for what I need. Because that's definitely... Mm. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing is... You know, my body, I think, as again, as I kind of continue to get grounded into myself um, and who I am, my body has been key to understanding uh, myself. I think my I've been feeling like my body has been the first line of defense, almost mm. like in life. Um, it's the first to tell me when something's wrong. Um, when you tap into your body, like you begin to be aware of the feelings that are under the surface. So now oftentimes I'm like, I'm feeling something, I'm feeling something because I feel it in my body. And even if I don't know the feeling, um, I know that something is not okay and that I should tap in when I do tap in. Cause sometimes I'd be like, psych, tapping out. Um, but for more often than not, I'll try to tap in if I have the emotional capacity. Um, yeah. And I think it's just when you know your feelings, um, you can understand them and work through them. Yeah. I mean, our bodies are key, right? Like our bodies, uh, I've been trying to work on my body for such a long time uh, because I think even before the breakup, I was the, the, the shame piece that I'm talking about was really getting to me and it was manifesting physically. Um, and that's part of trauma. And when you have trauma, you're going to have to learn how to work with your body because it's, it's going to show up in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like for me, there's this piece of my body that like always tenses up and it relates to this hiding away, right? Like if I, if once it tenses up, like I feel like I'm hiding from the world. I legit do. It's like a protection. Um, And I'm trying to work with that, trying to breathe 
trying to do more trauma meditations as opposed to like uh, visual and, and thought meditation because I live in my head so much. I'm recognizing that it makes it worse, even if it's a helpful tool, right? So like learning to, to figure out what works for you because if I'm moving my body, I can get out of my head, right? Like, so I was doing a trauma meditation yesterday and I recognize that every time the the, proc, the proctor, I guess, the, the, the facilitator was suggesting that you visualize something, I'd close my eyes, right? And then the first thing that she would say is all YouTube. So she didn't see me, uh, obviously. That would be funny. Uh, but the first thing she would say is keep your eyes open. I was like, oh, fuck. I, I'm not integrating my world with my, my physical and my mental. So it was, it was interesting. So body work is super important. I like that. Um, yeah, how natural it is for us to like close our eyes. I remember when I went to the meditation studio way back when, um, you had to do breathing meditations with your eyes open. It was really hard because it's hard to, but anyways, it was really hard. And the last thing that this summer has taught me, which I was shocked, but I should not have been surprised, um, is to always do the work. Um, <laughs> the work is going to always be there. The work don't be like, it, it's not like, oh, it's summer. Do your thing, girl. I'll be here in the fall. Yeah. Uh-uh. The work's like, where we going, bitch? Uh, <laughs> yep. So I will say in doing the work, I did finally find out who the voice in my head was. If you go back to the first doing the work episode, um, I remember saying that at the end of the episode, it's important to know who that voice is. So I found out who that person was. Um, and it was someone I definitely didn't expect. Again, shocked, but definitely not surprised. And I think it's been, uh, I think that all of the things that I learned in terms of like my sense of self-worth and you know, acknowledging people for who they are and, you know, finding out this voice in my head and, you know, like, you know, inter- integrating uh, different pieces of myself. It was all part of doing the work. Um, I remember when I was writing these notes for today, I feel like this is one big old therapy check-in, but I think it just goes to show that the work is always going to be a part of your life if you're really tapped in and invested in your well-being and growth. Absolutely. And you could still have a hot girl summer, a shot girl summer. I don't even know. It's mm-hmm. so boring sometimes. But you could still have all of those things and be a whole human being, right? Like you don't have to take yourself in pieces. You don't just have to do what it is that mm-hmm. the hashtags are doing on the gram, right? Like you can be you and you can do these things mm-hmm. and and that's how you become a fully integrated person with your own self. Uh, with your friends, with whatever it is you want to do. So I come, you know, I don't have to fucking agree, but I'm going to agree. Like, do the fucking work, y'all. Do the fucking work. Like, please, like, just let's let's just be better. Please, please. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And with that, that is our episode. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, We would love to hear more about your summer. So definitely hit us up on Instagram at Never Told Us Pod. And you know what, guys? I'm going to tell y'all something. We are on TikTok, too. So follow us on fucking TikTok at Never Told Us Pod. We are coming out with different content on TikTok. So make sure to follow us on there to see um, some different new things that we're going to be bringing to the table. 
Or you can email us at nevertoldthispod at gmail.com. And as always, make sure to come back next week so we can tell you what they never told us. <laughs>